Welcome to Joyfully Queer, a podcast dedicated to celebrating the vibrant colors of our community and the strength and resilience that lies at the heart of it all. I'm your host, Bethany, your guide to all things queer and joyful. I'm an activist, an artist, an interfaith spirituality and wellness coach, and a proud member of the LGBTQ community. Here at Joyfully Queer, we are exploring the beauty of our lives and identities. We're here to be a reminder that our joy is powerful, resilient, and absolutely worth celebrating. From the smallest victories to the grandest of achievements, we're diving deep into the moments that make our souls sing. We're here to have fun, explore the fullness of our stories, and celebrate the impact that being free to live our most authentic lives has, both in our community and in the world. We'll be chatting with incredible guests, exploring personal narratives, and unpacking the things that makes the queer experience special. So whether you're a member of the LGBTQ community or an ally, Joyfully Queer is the place for you. So let's get started. Welcome back to Joyfully Queer. I'm your host, Bethany, and I am so excited about our guest this week, who's here to share about their work with Everywhere is Queer, a website that he uses to help connect queer people with queer resources in their communities. Now, I've been studying queer joy for a couple of years, and as I've been doing these interviews with queer folks around the country, I've found that the number one thing that brings us joy that I hear over and over again in these interviews is finding community, finding relationships with people who uh, are like us, finding spaces where we can just be fully and authentically ourselves without worrying about whether it's safe, without looking over our shoulder to see who else is in the space and you know, worrying if they're going to um, receive us well or not. So when I found out about Everywhere is Queer, I knew that I had to feature it on the podcast. It's an incredible resource for our community. And I think you're going to really love learning more about it from Charlie. Charlie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name's Charlie. I use he, they pronouns. Um, I am based here in Portland, Oregon, and I am the founder of Everywhere is Queer. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) And uh, so I wanted to get us started by asking, what brings you joy? Queer community. Mm. Queer community absolutely is what brings me joy. And I don't mean to be like, that's what my business does or is trying to build, (laughs) but like actually queer community brings me joy. I still get giddy when I'm in a space of all queer people and I'm like, wow, like how free I feel. And I mean, I've been out for many years now, but like, still I hit those moments that are just like, I'm so grateful and just feel seen by all of these people around me. And I feel like I see them and just a part of them um, for them just being queer. And so, yeah, queer community just absolutely brings me the utmost joy. That's definitely how I feel when I'm in a queer space is, you know, you don't have to pretend, you don't have to um, explain things. People just understand who you are. Um, It's a really beautiful thing to just be with people. 
Yeah. And you just have that layer of understanding, just like navigating throughout the world and kind of always like, you just kind of always are looking over your back to see who's there or who's going to make a comment or like, you know, you all just like have that understanding that there's just a little bit of on edge, no matter where you are, when you go out a little bit. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I totally agree. Yeah. So is that why you started everywhere is queer? It's a huge part of it. Um, but yeah, just for those that don't know, everywhere is queer is a worldwide map of 8,000 plus 8,500 plus queer owned businesses and growing rapidly, um, which I'm really grateful for. Um, why did I start everywhere is queer? Well, just a little bit of backstory. Um, I lived out of a van in 2019 for a job and I went to 41 of the 50 States. And when I was on the road, I was constantly seeking, you know, queer spaces or, you know, safer spaces. I mean, there is a tag on Google maps for LGBTQ friendly. Um, but I felt, I just like found on my travels that, that was just like very, either oversaturated or I don't really know the answer, but I just kept going into places that said they were LGBTQ friendly. And it was like, felt like a, a Burger King, you know, and that's, that's okay. You know, but it just like, it just felt like a regular old place. It didn't feel like it was queer forward a lot, you know? Um, and so I kind of was like, I remember sitting in New York city and I was like queer owned places in New York city. And I wasn't really able to find anything. There was like a Vogue article from 2012 that was like, support these 10 online queer owned businesses. And I was like, this isn't helpful right now, you know? So, okay. That was a little bit of the backstory. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I volunteered in 2021, I volunteered uh, at Brave Trails, which is a queer youth leadership camp for 12 to 18 year old youth. And just being in that space of a hundred queer people, uh, just really like, it hit me hard that was my first time being in like a space of that many solely queer people and the lack of judgment and the, the amount of inclusivity, um, was just so incredible. I was just so impressed. And I was like, how can queer and trans people have this experience at a greater scale as we navigate locally or travel throughout the whole world? And everywhere is queer came to mind. Literally the name everywhere is queer. And I was like asking my friends immediately. I'm like, what do we think of the name? And they're like, it's a little long, but I kind of like it, you know, um, a worldwide map of queer owned businesses. And so I got like Googling and searching and I couldn't find a resource. Um, and so I have no tech background and, um, yeah, dove in and figured out how to like create an application and, and flow and, and, and build, start building a map. That's so exciting. My, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up that you don't have a tech background because my motto for the last year has been do it anyway. Yes. You know, like maybe yes. I don't know how to do this thing, but I want to do it. So I'm going to do yes. it. Anyway. I'm going to figure yes. it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. How has the reception been, um, for everywhere is queer? Yeah. I mean, I, it has been truly uh so much like love i mean i i have received thousands and thousands and thousands of messages from queer people that are just saying thank you thank you for this resource that allows me and my partner to travel across the united states and feel safe you know i've had people that said we're going to go on a road trip now we would have never gone on a road trip before cuz we do not feel safe going through rural america Um, and now we feel safe. Like they planned out a road trip where they feel safe enough to stop at all these places. And 
I mean, we're now opening it up to Airbnbs and hotels and hostels, mm-hmm. already several hostels on our map. But um, so to make it even, we want to cover all the bases, <laughs> you know, shopping, restaurants, um, and hotels, Airbnbs is the goal. So queer people can really just stay at spaces that are queer owned. Um, so the reception has been uh, amazing. Um, I have received very little uh, bad things. <laughs> uh, very little. I mean, I have received so 99% love, which is amazing. That is amazing. I oh my, yeah. That's so exciting. This is a resource that is so needed, I think. I do a lot of road trips, and it can be hard to know where to stop, especially if yeah. you're in like we were in rural Oklahoma the other day and you know, where do you go? Um, my wife and I are both visibly queer. Um, and so sometimes you don't feel safe, even like finding a restaurant or things like that when you don't know, um, where you're going to be received well. So having a resource like this is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, as one that I've been to 47 of the 50 States now, and I mean, I've traveled a lot, but um, I'm so excited to travel more and use my resource. You know, I went back home to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is where I'm from originally, um, the suburbs there. And I was able to partner with Visit Milwaukee, the tourism board there to highlight five queer owned businesses in Milwaukee. I had never been to any of those five places, which I just think is so cool. That was my hometown. Like these places had existed when I was around, but I did not know of them. Um, I mean, I was not out when I was in Wisconsin, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I just think having this resource allows even closeted or not out individuals, kids or adults to be able to sit and exist in spaces and just see queer people exist is, is it really important to me? Mm -hmm. So I can see how, how meaningful, um, this journey has been for you. And I'm wondering what has been your greatest joy from doing it? Yeah. Um, it's the messages like, um, I, I made an Instagram post a few months ago of like, um, I asked the everywhere's queer community for, uh, moments of queer joy from like the everywhere's queer experience. Um, and I had, I mean, I had hundreds of responses and I like, I was crying. I mean, it was just like someone in Bend, Oregon, which is like a town of 200,000 people, maybe even a little less. They were like, my trans nephew came and visited me and I was able to use your platform to take them to trans affirming spaces in this like small town um, and allow them to feel seen that entire time. And they just said the joy on my, that my nephew's face was incredible, you know? And the fact that like their aunt had like all these spaces to go to, you know, talk about like an ally, you know? Um, it's the messages of like, uh, I had someone message me and be like, my friend was, I was on a phone call with them and they couldn't find a gym and they didn't feel comfortable going to a gym because obvious reasons. I don't even feel, I mean, I didn't, I don't want to go to most gyms. Um, and they were like, I looked on your map and I sent them a gym that's queer owned in their area and they joined and they love it. They're so happy. They go to the, they, they're like stoked to go to the gym now. You know, I found a, 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 a queer owned gym and I was living in Bend, Oregon before Portland. And I like, again, would never go to a gym 
we're voguing in the middle of our gym workouts. Like it, it like what is life? That was amazing. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the folks that have found the, you know, the, that just got top surgery and are able to go to an esthetician that, you know, heals scars and the four trans people, you know, it's those connections that mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's queer joy to me when people just feel seen. Mm-hmm. I was really struck when you said that you were looking for spaces that were queer forward. Um, Cause I, I do think that there is a lot, you can find a lot of places that say that they're queer friendly, but they don't really mean it. Um, mm-hmm. Or they do mean it, but maybe they don't know what that entails. Um, yeah. What do you look for when you look for a queer forward space? Well, I am spoiled and I am beyond grateful to say that I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, I mean, the spaces, I've just seen a city slash so many establishments become so uh, queer and trans friendly and affirming for a restaurant. Signs that say, please don't gender our staff, you know, when ordering your meal. Like little things like that, you know, saying the thing, saying, hey, guys, you know, is not affirming to a lot of people, you know, it's bringing those like little things to awareness and also just a bathroom, you know, so many signs here in Portland that says we don't care what your gender is or like what it is. And they're all single use stalls um, and shared wash, like washing your hand stations. Like that's all you need to do. It's not that hard, (laughs) but it's, it's just like the little things, but also like, I mean, if they want to be visible in the way of like showing, you know, progress flags and, and all of that stuff. But there's so many, um, just like window clings around Portland that just says like, everyone is welcome here and, um, trans people belong here and, you know, so much of that. So yeah, I mean, it's just like the little things. Mm-hmm. Yet the big things. <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say that the little things that feel little until you actually experience them. And then they're yeah. actually huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I live, I live in New Mexico in kind of a smaller, more rural area. And so anytime I go somewhere and they have, um, you know, single stall bathrooms that are not gendered, it's, yeah. it feels very affirming to see that. And yeah. it's not, it's not hard to do, especially if you already have a single stall bathroom to put, you know, any gender, yeah. um, yeah. on there instead of gendering it. But it's, it's incredible to me how many places still haven't done that in 2024. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Even these, some of the queer spaces, I'm just like, hello. (laughs) Um, But as a small business owner, I understand that every single thing costs something. Um, But I, I'm not saying that you should not have gender affirming bathrooms. Um, I just acknowledge that everything does cost money and it's really hard to run a small business. And I can't imagine running a restaurant in these spaces, you know, I just sat down with a restaurant owner who owns several restaurants in Portland and, and they're like, we don't make that much money. Like we just make enough to afford our mortgage. You know, they're like, we don't, it's not like we're rich because we own several restaurants in Portland, you know, and they're a really well-known restaurant. Like every time I go packed, you know, it's just, yeah. Um, 
the overhead is so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My wife and I, we own a small business and we don't even have a space right now because the overhead is so expensive. Yes. Um, Yes. So yeah, I completely understand that. Yes. I I understand that as well as I'm trying to run a small business. (laughs) Totally. Um, Yeah. So um, if there are small businesses out there that are kind of listening and want to be on Everywhere is Queer, how do they get connected? Amazing question. Um, if you go to www.everywhereisqueer.com, um, we have a link to an app, a short application on our website. It's free to join. You'll just make an account with Everywhere is Queer. Um, the reason why we uh, are having you create an account, few reasons. One, it's a little bit of a wall. So um, the sad people in the world um, aren't just like, going and adding slash, I have to approve every single business. So I would see if this happened, but um, it's just a layer to uh, really authenticate this process and make it more human. Um, And two, then you can log in and you can edit your information at any time. So just on our website, short application. um, What's really exciting is if you make uh, an, or make an account slash apply before the first two weeks of February, you'll be making an account for our app. um, That will be your login for the app. Um, that's coming soon. That's amazing. Tell me more about the app. Um, so I've been day in, day out developing an app, um, for the last six months. Um, I had a queer developer cold email me, um, about six months ago, uh, Chris, he's absolutely amazing. I'm so grateful for him. Um, and we've just every single day, Monday through Friday, day in, day out, our back and forth, back and forth designing this app. Um, now, yeah. So coming very soon, first two weeks of February, stay tuned in about one week. We'll know our official launch date, uh, from recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, the app is going to be, uh, it's going to be centered around our map and then really centered around in a way better experience for online services and online businesses, obviously queer owned everything. Um, and so, yeah, just um, it's it's definitely version one. This is not a VC venture capitalist. That's what that stands for. Backed uh, app. This is no San Francisco money. This is just the little bit of partnerships that I've had with Everywhere is Queer to pay Chris, um, you know, and he has volunteered a lot of his time for this um, to get this app going. And, you know, my whole goal with this app, there's many goals, but one of my main goals is. I found that queer owned businesses don't have extremely large marketing budgets, which makes sense. Most small businesses don't, Um, but especially in 2024 with inflation, COVID, all the things, you know, it's hard out there to be running a business. I fully understand. So my goal is to have thousands, thousands, maybe millions of people with this app downloaded um, and have a very low um, barrier to entry for businesses to advertise in app. So um, if you're a business on our map, stay tuned. We're emailing about this soon, but it, it's, I'm talking less than $50 a month um, to have a, an advertising slot on in an in app um, that will be put in front of thousands of people. So I just um, know that that's way more affordable and putting in front of queer and trans and allied individuals, which is a lot of our target markets. Um Instead of, you know, these massive social media partnerships that are just so expensive. So um, that was a huge goal. I I wanted to make it more inclusive. 
um, and accessible for queer and queer owned businesses. That's incredible. I'm so excited to see this app. Is there a business that you've seen kind of in your travels that um, you were just really compelled by them and you'd like to talk about them on the podcast? Um, There is one business that they have gotten shout outs in. I think uh, I've probably done like a hundred interviews at this point, which a lot, not a lot, whatever. It's great. Um, And I, uh, people ask this question in almost every interview. Um, And I say the same business and I will forever sit and I don't want to fall forever, but I say this business often people's inclusive welding and welding in Portland, Maine. Um, I just think how cool, like I want to learn how to weld. I mean, I think a lot of people would want to learn as just like a fun skill. Like you go to a ceramics class. I want to learn how to weld. That would be so cool. But I would never feel comfortable going to a welding like group, most likely. Um, And so to know that it's queer and trans owned, um, I'm like, sign me up. Let's do this. Like my butch side coming out. So, um, yeah, I mean. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. It's so interesting to me to see um, kind of the businesses that you wouldn't expect to be queer. Exactly. Yeah. Just yesterday, a shoe repair um, company um, added here in Portland, Oregon. And I immediately sent it to like my little group chat of queers of like five people. And I was like, hey, if you ever need your shoes repaired, like queer own. And every single person was like, I wait, I need to repair my shoes. This is amazing. I'm going to go do this. Like it was just, it's the little things, you know? Um, So I think that's really cool. I've seen a lot of, not a lot, but a handful of shoe repair companies join. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to let everyone know, we have 20 plus categories from Airbnbs, tattoo piercing, tattoo and piercing studios. Um, oh my gosh, now I'm going to blank on all of our categories as I try to list them. And there they go. They're gone. Well, there's <laughs> 20 plus categories on our map, I promise. <laughs> yeah, all the food things, all the clothes things. Thank everything. you. Food, <laughs> restaurants, bars, you know, retail stores, online businesses are welcome. You do not have to have a okay. brick and mortar location to be on our map. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, um, your bookkeepers and legal services, your farm and animal care. Um, oh my gosh, so many. Yeah. So I, I'm struck by um how broad and diverse that is. Thanks. I'll actually add one more that is one that you wouldn't think, which is queer serving community groups. This was in partnership with Patty Gonia. If you know the the environmental drag queen. Um, if not, check her out. She's amazing. It's Patagonia, not Patagonia, Patagonia. Um, she's amazing, but we did a partnership for queer serving community groups, which is nonprofits, or we know that there's barriers to entry to become a nonprofit. So you do not have to have your 501c3 status. Um, so this is like your queer running clubs, your queer pickleball groups, your queer cribbage groups, your queer D and D groups, your, you know, anything like that. Um, we, we, there's a category for you so you can build community while also supporting community, um, wherever you are. Oh, this is so needed. I'm so excited to learn more about this. Thanks for reaching out and wanting to chat. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you've kind of thought about when preparing for this interview that you'd like to talk about before we say goodbye? Well, of course, I have to plug my social media. Um, yeah. I, I dedicate way too much time on there. So at Everywhere is Queer on Instagram and TikTok and threads, if anybody still uses that or already forgot about it. Um, 
that's it for right now for social media, but you'll be able to access everything via our website, uh, com, And soon a free iOS and Android queer app called Everywhere is Queer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. This has been really yeah. wonderful. I can't wait to connect all the listeners with your work. So thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you back. Welcome back to my favorite part of the podcast, Glimmers. This part of the show is a time to lift up the things that make us smile and celebrate moments that remind us all that even in the midst of life's challenges, there's always a glimmer of joy. Now, if you know me, you know that I love coffee. I love finding cute local coffee shops to visit. I love trying new drinks, especially iced drinks, because yes, I am that chaotic gay that drinks iced drinks year-round, no matter how cold it is outside. Uh, I loved when I was a barista, and I could experiment and uh, mix different flavors together and make delicious drinks for folks. I really loved when I had regulars that I got to chat with every day who would come into the store. And now um, I'm not a barista any longer, but my wife and I are those regulars at our local Dutch brothers here in town. We go there frequently enough that we know several of the baristas and we really love chatting with them. We always look forward to seeing our favorite people. Um, So the other day, Kelsey went without me to get our coffee. Um, because I slept in and she came home with a big smile on her face and I asked her what was up. And she said that when she got there, one of our favorite baristas asked where I was because she had something gay to tell me. So now I can't wait for the next time I see her so I can find out what gay thing she has to tell me. Um, and I super love being that person that, uh, people want to tell gay things too. So if you have something gay that you would like to have featured on the podcast, you should send me a glimmer to share. You can do that by emailing me at joyfullyqueerpod at gmail.com. Thanks. If you liked this episode and want to help the Joyfully Queer community grow, there are a few things you can do. Please make sure you like subscribe and leave a positive review for joyfully queer on your favorite podcasting site and don't forget to follow us on facebook at joyfully queer and on instagram at joyfully queer podcast i truly want this podcast to represent our community so if you would like to be a guest on the show or if you have a topic that you think would make a great episode please email me at joyfullyqueerpod at gmail.com Until next time, this is your host, Bethany, wishing you a queer-tastic day.